0: Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm Dale Lally, your host, and we're here today to talk uh, Steelers, as we are every Saturday, uh, kicking off uh, the month of April here. Of course, that being the month of the draft. And uh, as we know, the uh, NFL pro days are going to be wrapping up here in the next week. The Steelers will then uh, have their 30 uh, visits that they're allowed to have with, uh, with guys coming in. A lot of those being medical rechecks, things of that nature. And there'll be some guys sprinkled in there that uh, the Steelers will, will certainly be uh, interested in selecting in the draft at the end of this month. The draft will be held uh, April 28th through the 30th. And so, we're um, not that far away from the start of the draft. Of course, the uh, the league also announcing today that uh, the Steelers uh, will be able to start their offseason uh, training program. Uh, their first day of OTAs will kick off on April 18th. Uh, then they'll have their OTA. That'll be the the really kind of those OTAs aren't going to be. They aren't open to the media or anything like that. They're they're more players just coming in and lifting and things of that nature. Uh, the OTA offseason workouts, the official ones, start May 24th, and they run through June the 9th. And then, of course, the Steelers will have their mandatory minicamp June 14th through the 16th. So things starting to uh, to, to gain some steam here as we uh, get through this offseason. But the Steelers still have some things that they need to do. Um, Mike Tomlin saying uh, at the uh, owners meetings uh, over the weekend uh, earlier this week that – uh, you know, they still probably need to sign a strong safety. They probably still looking at that wide receiver market. Um, I got to tell you, I look at this wide receiver free agent market and I don't see much there that that really, you know, moves a needle for me. Uh, you're looking at guys who are either old and washed up or are never, you know, have never been anything in the league. Uh, we're talking, you know, the guys, the guys available, Julio Jones. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders, A.J. Green, uh, just a bunch of Deshaun Jackson. These are guys that that are pretty much at the end of their careers. Um, I know people in Pittsburgh would oh, what about Jarvis Landry? I'm not really all that interested in signing Jarvis Landry, uh, you know, for the money he's going to get at 29 years old. Um, you know, he, just, I just, I I don't know, I guess he'd be okay um, but I, I don't know that that necessarily is is what you want to do or how you want to spend that money. Um, you know, I look at some of these guys. Uh, you know, maybe a Sammy Watkins, and you draft somebody and 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 hope that uh, you know that rookie takes over for Sammy Watkins rather quickly, uh, and Watkins moves down to being your number four. Uh, beyond that, it's just there's just a lot of guys here that just don't move the needle for me. Uh, all that much. Just the wide receiver group has really been picked over. I mean, a bunch of wide receivers that have been signed to deals already this off season. Um, you know, I really think that you look to the draft to do that and, you know, hope that that, that young guy can come in and, and be something. You also, you know, after the draft and this draft is deep with wide receivers, um, there'll be some other guys who end up getting cut, uh, you know, whether it be, because of something that happened in their situation, or if it's just because, um, you know, they make too much money. Uh, you know, that that's always, you know, maybe a team drafts two wide receivers and they look at it and say, well, we can, we can do this cheaper with this guy or, or a, just one wide receiver. Uh, and this guy becomes expendable because of that. So that's one thing to keep an eye on. That safety market continues to me to be kind of, really undervalued this year. Um, still not very many safety signed. Uh, most of the guys who have signed have been to cheaper deals. If you start looking at the averages of that, there's only been three guys who have signed deals for more than that average more than $10 million a year. Uh, there's only been five guys who, who signed deals that average more than than $5 million a year. Uh, so I still think that the, the Terrell Edmonds is still on the table uh, to re-sign with the Steelers. I, I think if you look at that that safety market, um, you know, they should be able to get him back if they want to get him back. We'll see where that goes. Uh, you know, Keon O'Neill is still out there. Uh, there's some other guys. Uh this, um, you know, I, I've seen people mention Landon Collins. No thanks. I mean, he's Landon Collins wasn't good when he was good. I, I don't have any interest in signing that guy. Uh, I think he's been very much um uh overrated throughout the course of his career. In my opinion, um, and that might be a position that that they kind of wait on and, and see what happens. Again, a guy, another guy that I keep an eye on is Ronnie Harrison. Uh, I was with the Browns last year. He's still just 24 years old. Kind of fits the, you know, the idea of what they they want to do there um, at the safety position or when they sign free agents. They like to get guys who are still, you know, still younger and and have upside. So he's one to keep an eye on. I know people are still pining for Tyree and Mathis. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're going to bring him in to be your slot, that would make sense. But how much are you going to pay him? That's the that's the problem with that. So, you know that. But those are the two things that Mike Tomlin pointed out that the Steelers definitely need to uh, to make additions at those spots. Um, to me, you know, the Steelers resigning Carl Joseph on Thursday doesn't doesn't take care of that need. Um, he just it's a classic Kevin Colbert signing in that if they don't sign somebody before the draft, if they had to line up the day before the draft, they could line up with Carl Joseph as they're starting strong safety and have a guy there. Carl Joseph started 50 career games in the NFL. So they would have somebody there who is, who is a capable NFL player. Is he great? No. <laughs> but at least you have somebody there who can hold down the position. He's not going to embarrass you out there. Um, you know That's typically what they want to do. Uh, When they make those kind of signings, the Steelers also signing uh, Gennard Avery this week. And that's an interesting one to me because Avery, I liked him a lot coming out of Memphis and he started games in the league. Um, He was an inside linebacker at Memphis. He's played out on the edge uh, at the NFL level. He had five and a half sacks as a rookie for the uh, for the Browns when they drafted him in the fifth round. They traded him to the Eagles for a fourth round pick then the next year. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting. that He kind of kills two birds with one stone. They could use him as an edge guy. He's six foot, two hundred and fifty pounds, and even though he's six foot, two hundred and fifty pounds, he he ran a four six in the four sixes at his his pro day at Memphis uh, when he came out. So I mean, he's got some speed, um, but you can play him inside or out. He's kind of a Vince Williams type player, um, you know, in terms of the versatility. So he gives you a little, a few more options on game day to, uh, to have a guy active. He's, he's a good special teams player, um, but can also get you in and out of a game. If you have an injury and that's, that's a classic Kevin Colbert signing all the way. Um, he likes to have those positions all taken care of um, with, again, guys who maybe not be great NFL players, but have been starters either for the Steelers or somewhere else in the league before you head into that free agency period. So um you know that's what the steelers have done thus far we'll see how the rest of this offseason continues again the pro days wrap up next week uh free agency will continue uh, nothing no surprise there things will still continue to to happen here still a lot of guys out there who are uns, unsigned um you know again there were there were more than 600 players available in free agency this year so it was a huge number it was like you know like 40% of the league so um there's gonna be some some bargains out there. and the Steelers can afford to kind of wait out this safety market. Uh, you know, I think that that you know again again, when you look at it, there's still a lot of good safeties that haven't signed yet that are available. And this is nothing new. I mean, I, I look at this, you know, if you look back to last year's safety market, um, there weren't big money contracts handed out at the position last year either. Uh, Rayshawn Jenkins got eight point75 million a year. John Johnson was the only one who signed anything over $10 million. The Browns gave him three years, uh, 33.75 million. Um, other than that, every other deal was under $5 million per year. So you can get quality safeties on a cheaper price. Um, you know, if you're just willing to wait it out and a lot of those guys last year signed one year deal. So it's a lot of the same guys who are back out on the market this year. That's just kind of the way it goes um you know especially at certain positions and safety is one of those so it, it, it's it's unfortunate for the guys to play the position for sure uh but that's just uh that's just the reality of the situation teams don't value the safety position unless you're a star like mike fitzpatrick's going to get paid and he's going to make you know he's going to get a a good deal um much much the same way that that the uh, you know the ravens this year w- with the contract that they gave marcus williams i mean five years, $70 million. That's probably kind of set the market for Minka Fitzpatrick. Something in that range, because Marcus Williams is a similar type player. They're both free safeties, both young. Um, So, you know, I I think that, you you know, when the Steelers start looking at signing Minka Fitzpatrick, that's probably around where the deal will will come in at. Uh, Five years, $70 million. That's a $14 million a year average. That's kind of the going rate for safeties, you know. Mika may want $1 more than than what Marcus Williams gets, or maybe wants more guaranteed money, whatever it may be. Um, But that's what you're looking at. And you can do that. Marcus Williams' 2022 cap hit, even though he signed a five-year $70 million contract, his cap hit's only $4 million. So you can do that uh, extension for Mika Fitzpatrick and potentially lower his contract for 2022 by a little bit anyways we'll see where that goes but uh i'm going to take a break we come back well what else are we going to talk about the quarterbacks have to do that we'll do that right after this you're listening to the dale lolly show Welcome back to the Dale Lally Show. I am your host, Dale Lally, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network, and of course, uh, you you can like the show, uh, register, and sign up to 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 hear all of our content here on dkpittsburghsports.com. We appreciate that if when you do that, uh, it helps out the shows, uh, raises our profile on all the uh, Spotify and Apple and all those things like that, makes it easier for everybody to find. And hopefully, you're enjoying the shows here. Uh, Of course, uh, uh, hopefully, bringing a little bit of knowledge here. Um, starting my 29th season covering the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, I've been doing this for, for a while now. So have a, a reasonable understanding of how the Steelers do things. And one of the big hot topics of late has been Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert's uh, participation in pro days, particularly those of the quarterback draft class. Um, Tomlin and Colbert uh, were at Desmond Ritter's pro day. They were at Matt Corral's pro day, Kenny Pickett's pro day, Malik Willis's pro day. Uh, Tomlin couldn't go to the Sam Howell pro day because of the, because of the uh, NFL meetings last week. So, you know, it was Colbert and Brandon Hunt. They had a large, still had a large contingent there at that pro day and Tomlin wasn't happy about it. In fact, I asked him about that and he said, you know, he's pissed that he couldn't be there. Those were his words, not mine. He was pissed that he couldn't be there. So, um, He talked about last week. He said, Look, you know, we dubbed last week quarterbacks week, and the Steelers have continually done their due diligence on this. I found it interesting. um, They will add a quarterback, another quarterback. They have to. They'll take four to training camp. That doesn't necessarily mean, though, folks, that they're going to take one in the first round. I know a lot of people looked at that and said, Well, you know, Mike Tomlin said they're going to probably take a quarterback in the draft. Okay, but that doesn't mean you automatically take one in the first round. In my eyes, the only quarterback that they would take in in the first round, the only quarterbacks, you'd definitely take Malik Willis. I think they would take him in a heartbeat. And then Kenny Pickett, I think it would depend on who else is available. They like Kenny Pickett, but I don't know that they would, you know, take Kenny Pickett if, you know, Jordan Davis is still on the board. I think they would take Malik Willis regardless of who else is on the board. So I think that's the difference. You know, when it comes down to the rest of the guys, I'm kind of warming up the Desmond Ritter a little bit. And I initially had him as number five in in this draft class in my rankings. I think I bumped him up to number three. I think I have him ahead of Matt Corral and um, Sam Howell. And – you know, there's, there's that possi- uh, possibility. Maybe he's available in the second round. Maybe Hal's available with pick 52. Maybe you pass on the quarterback in the first round, and you get one of those guys in the second round, and you try to develop them and see what you got. Because they don't have to take a quarterback this year. That's the great thing about the Mitch Trubisky contract, the way that things are set up. Mitch Trubisky only counts. He's, he's got an $8 million base salary for them in 2022. Or 2023, I'm sorry. So he's either, you know, if they draft, let's, let's say they, they don't, they pass on, they don't get a quarterback in the first round, but they take Sam Howell in the second round to pick 52. And he spends the year on the bench learning behind, well, another North Carolina quarterback in Trubisky. Um, I'm sure they know each other. And in 2023, Sam Howell's ready to take over. Well, now you, you, you hand the keys to, to Sam Howell. And you can trade Mitch Trubisky. You can get something from Mitch Trubisky because his eight million dollar base salary—that's what he would cost whatever team he traded him to. Because the Steelers paid, you know, paid the, the signing bonus and those kind of things. So eight million dollars for Mitch Trubisky next year could be a bargain that somebody gives you a, a, a third or a fourth round pick for. That's always a possibility there. So it's interesting, um, you know, that that you know they had that p- potential to do that. Um, you know, they could trade, end up trading Mason Rudolph that if they go ahead and draft a quarterback this year, I don't know what you would get for him, but you could go ahead and deal him because you don't need him now. Now you've got, you know, two quarterbacks on the roster. Dwayne Haskins can be your number three or Haskins could be the two and, and you know, the, the rookie can spend the, the, the season as the number three, however you want to do it, however it shakes out in training camp, but it gives you possibilities. I do think that, uh, you know, I, I think that that's certainly something they can look at. They don't have to take a quarterback in the first round to go get a, and draft a rookie quarterback. I think there will be one of those guys will be available. I think there's a probably if I had to put it, it's probably a 60 percent chance that one of those guys is available. Because all the quarterback spots, if you start looking at it realistically, like the Saints signed Andy Dalton this week that probably takes the Saints out of the quarter out of the rookie quarterback market this year because they've signed two quarterbacks. They signed Jameis Winston, and they signed Andy Dalton. A lot of teams only keep two quarterbacks on their active roster. The Steelers believe in keeping three on the active roster. That's an organizational philosophy that they believe in. Um, but other teams, you know, think about half the teams last year only carried two quarterbacks most of the year. Well, a lot of those spots are already filled. So when you start looking at it that way, it's tougher and tougher to find landing spots for some of those rookie quarterbacks. And that's what's interesting about this draft. They're also before before the draft is even held potentially this year, we could see something happening with Baker Mayfield. And those Steeler fans. That report out of Cleveland was was that's not going to happen. The Steelers are not going to pounce on Baker Mayfield if he's a free agent. They've got Baker Mayfield and Mitch Trubisky. They're almost the same guy. In fact, you can look at the numbers and Mitch Trubisky might be a little bit better. Um, but something could happen with Jimmy Garoppolo as well. And so the, the, you know, the musical chairs start to, start to all be taken there. Now, that doesn't mean that there won't be some teams that do take a developmental rookie quarterback. But where do they value that? That's going to be the question. Um, you know, and, and there are eight teams this year that don't have first round draft picks. As crazy as that sounds, they've all been traded away. So interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, again, pro pro days wrapping up, uh, this, this next week here and some big ones. Um, we're going to have the LSU pro day. That will be interesting. Uh, Derek Stingley has not worked out yet this off season. We'll see what hit the cornerback the uh, down there runs. And, uh, he's dealing with, has been dealing with a Liz Frank injury <laughs> And then you got the USC pro day as well, um, you know, and we'll see what happens there, uh, you know, with their wide receiver. Um, he hasn't worked out yet this off season. So uh, a couple of big pro days here. Uh, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert are going to be at one of those. They didn't say which one, but they're going to be at one. I would guess LSU uh, if I just had to to put a, uh, a chip down on which one it would be. <clears throat> but then, uh, again, things start to really – they start to hunker down and look at the draft boards and kind of finalize things. So it will be really interesting here over the coming weeks, what happens there, but that's going to do it for today's show. I'm Dale Lally. I appreciate you listening to this version of the Dale Lally show on the DK Pittsburgh sports podcast network.